Here we go. Hope everybody's safe and healthy. Welcome to the main zone. I am Jermaine, and thank you for tuning into my podcast. For all the listeners that we had for the first two, especially the last one, the Colin Ka- Kaepernick um, podcast, thank you for your comments on Facebook and other social media platforms, YouTube. Got us some different perspectives of of how others were looking at the situation, uh, which is pretty enlightening for me and then it's a good topic of conversation as for the future as Colin uh, just recently agreed to have a documentary that would be in on Netflix coming out coming out about his life uh, still not signed um, the Patriots just signed Cam which we'll get into in a second so they won't be going he won't be going there but um, thanks again though for tuning in thanks for the comments happy 4th of July everybody however you ch- uh, choose to celebrate. For me, it's a little different. Um, the fourth is actually my wedding anniversary. Ten years in the game. <sighs> Ten years, y'all. Uh, got a beautiful wife, great kids. We, I remember our wedding like it was yesterday. It was a whole Godfather-themed wedding. Lots of guests, great fun. Uh, I was talking to a couple of my friends about it earlier this week because I shot them some pictures from the wedding. And they had a great time. I mean, just an awesome, awesome start to something, to a marriage that has been great since then. Keeping it moving. You'll see me again 10 years, so I'm right in 20, unless she gets tired of me. Ha, I'm just kidding. She's not. She, we, we, she loves me. Hopefully, hopefully she does. But moving on. I'm a big fan of The Godfather, though. That's why we had the theme. And then I was recently watching this interview with Gianni Russo, who played Carlo on Godfather 1. Y'all, you should check this out. Check this interview out on Vlad TV on, on YouTube. I mean, just Google it. I mean, if you're a fan of The Godfather or curious about the Kennedys, if you're curious about Pablo Escobar or just how the mafia works or this guy's just extraordinary life, I advise you to check it out. It's actually pretty cool. Now, so much is going on. Corona's just flowing here in Texas. It's a mandate that we now wear uh, our mask in public. Like I said last week, I go to the gym almost every morning, put my mask on, no problem. You know, you're seeing more and more people on social media just losing it over this whole mask thing, throwing their food out of their baskets at the grocery store because their mags are being asked to put on a mask. I mean, let's just be safe. Now, I do believe this. I see a lot of comments that go on, you know, on all media platforms that if you get your sunlight and work out and rest and meditate and eat properly, then you will prevent the virus. But it doesn't hurt to still just put your mask on. It should be extra safe. But I believe in all of those mechanisms that I just mentioned um, because they're healthy. It keeps you in optimal health. Now let's move on right along. Let's get into something that's kind of comical to me. I get the point, but I really don't get the point. The whole, in Texas now, Texas realtors no longer will use the term master bedroom. Um, I, I, it, it, I mean, I'm like, I kind of had a loss of words for it because it's, I never knew. I just thought it was the biggest bedroom in the house. I never looked at it like, you know, that's the, the master's bedroom. I just thought it was the 
because it's if it's my house, I am the master. We're my, well, me and my wife are the masters of our house, so we should get the master bedroom. <sighs> so that's just a, I mean, just a to me lame way of wanting to participate in the let's say the uh, social revolution that we have going on in the states now. I mean, HBO Max sit down, Gone with the Wind. What happened to you know Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben? I mean. Come on, they get rid of the Quaker guy too? I mean, who is that supposed to be anyway? Quaker man's got to come down too. So I'm not trying to laugh and make light about a lot of things that some of you all might take very seriously, but I just don't, I don't see those as a high level of importance as I see, let's say like policy change and things like that. I don't want to get into all of that during this, this episode, but at the end, you know, let's make real change and not... You know, put a Band-Aid over something like, oh, we changed Aunt Jemima's name. So now now people should be happy. Now for me, I need to run over to the HEB, grab one of these last remaining bottles. You know, if they really gonna, are going to take her face off so I can have some, um, might be worth some money one day. Right? All right. Now, what's going on with sports? And Cam Newton two days ago signed with the Patriots. Big move for him. A good move, by the way, uh, for, I believe for Cam. I'm a little concerned about the amount of money that he signed for. I mean, your former MVP, I'm pretty sure he's worth more than they, that um, they offered. But, you know, he signed it. So, you know, he's got some incentives to re- increase the value of the contract. Uh, hopefully he regains that form from 2015. Um, puts his injuries behind him. Looks like I follow him on Instagram. Looks like he's working hard. Going to be ready for the season. It's funny, though. On Boston Radio, there are a couple of the – Hosts are saying that uh, they don't want to see Cam do a Superman celebration. Talking about we we don't do that here. No, you don't. You don't do Superman. But Gronk back in the day was try to destroy a football with his celebration. So let's not take away one man's celebration and and not take away another's. You know that's their business. Let them do what they do. I think it's actually a pretty cool celebration that Cam had. Another thing we had is you know we had Bobby Bonilla Day. July 1, he receives $1.19 million, and he still has 15 years left in this deal. So for those that don't know, this guy hasn't played a baseball game since 2001. Sorry, yeah, 2001. But he was released from the Mets in 2000, and they owed him $5.9 million. Now at the time, the Mets' ownership believed that they would get huge profits through their investments with Bernie Madoff. Everybody knows who Bernie Madoff is, the whole Ponzi scheme. So they agreed to defer his salary with 8% interest across 25 years. They would go from 2011 to 2035. We all know the Ponzi scheme fell apart and the $5.9 million turned to $29.8 million, which equals to $1.19 million a year for 25 years. Good for him. I mean, the guy is living his best life. Another one is Darren Williams. Great PG, early to, mid-2000s, early 2010s. Uh, he finally finished was finished pay, uh, being paid by the Nets here this past year. Um, so he's off their books finally. He hasn't played a game in the NBA since, I think, 2017. So a segue into, well, before that, we had Dustin Johnson. He just won the latest golf tournament. Uh, great win for him. Uh, Leona Messi just scored his 700th career goal. You know, they're not having fans at these games, but, you know, things are moving. Sports are coming back. Live sports are starting to come back. 
And then we have the NBA. It's here. I'm gonna, so today I'm going to discuss the NBA restart. A little conflicted about it. But one standpoint, you can look at it like, yo, it's just their job. Like my job, my, my normal job is, you know, I'm, a, I'm in education. Uh, if you work at Walmart, if you're an accountant, if you're an engineer, either you're working from home or you're probably, you know, in the field, but you're actually working. Uh, so on that aspect, I, I think it's time to go back to work, you guys. I mean, you've been off for three months. You know, I don't look at it from an entertainment perspective in this. I look at it from it's your job. So let's go to your job. You just happen to be NBA players. But then another perspective is you have the coronavirus and where they're located is peaking like crazy. And then you also have the fight for social justice. So you have, you know, a little convict, conflicted about, you know, if they should start, why start, why even have a season. Um, so that's what my discussion is going to be today. So here's the information that we have. They just finished their free agency period. 22 teams are reporting to the bubble in Orlando. Now, man, eight more teams just found out today. This is, I'm recording this on Thursday, so July 2nd. Eight other teams we have in another bubble, possibly in Chicago. The reason for that is simple. It's simply unfair to allow 22 teams to be playing basketball and gaining chemistry and and building for the next season. And then the other eight teams that just have been off since March. So I believe that's why the NBA is coming up with an agreement to have another bubble site for the remaining teams. Um, I still look at the the way they're doing it from a standpoint of in the West inviting so many teams is really just, I don't know. You know, you should took the top eight and let it be. I know they want Zion in for, for hype and publicity. I don't think the Spurs actually want to make the playoffs. They shut down LaMarcus Aldridge. And I think, you know, they, they're in a, let's figure some things out as they move forward. Uh, Sacramento. I mean, we don't know what we're going to get from them. I think, you know, it's good to get it started, though. It's time to get, go- it's time to get going. Each team, though, can bring 17 players. They're not required to go. So some guys have already declined the option of participating. You have DeAndre Jordan, Avery Bradley, Davis Bertans, Trevor Ariza, Wilson Chandler, Zaire Smith. I think uh, right as of right now, Dwight Howard's kind of on the fence. About coming back to play. Some are sending out family reasons. Some sending out to prevent injuries. Can't you can you know you can't um, can't fault them for that. Like I said last week, don't fault them. You know it's it's, it's their prerogative. Now what's unique though is more guys have already tested positive for the coronavirus, and then what happens if somebody tests positive while they're actually there? So here's my big concerns again. Cut all this out. I think they should go back and play. It's time to play. It's time for them to go do their jobs. Here's the concerns I have about them playing. It's going to be harder, in my opinion, to win a championship because there's no home court advantage. So records are really kind of thrown out the door because everybody's playing in an empty gym. So where do you where do you find that extra burst of adrenaline and fight that you need to win? You know, let's say game seven if you're on your home floor. What ha- What is going to really happen if an NBA superstar gets sick? Or contacts, contracts the virus. I mean, let's imagine Giannis or Harden or LeBron or AD, Joel Embiid, 
you know, Dame, is the NBA going to really, like this, this, let's go hypotheticals. LeBron contracts, contacts the virus. He's supposed to sit for seven to 10 days. During that time frame, they're supposed to have more games. But let's say it's the first round of the playoffs. He misses the first three games. He's supposed to come back and be Superman and, and go four straight. So I kind of, you know, it's like, is it, should this be an asterisk on the title? Because we don't actually, after the fact, I would say, because we don't know who's actually going to be playing. You might end up with a finals. Let's say L.A. versus Boston, but there's no Jason Tatum, there's no Kimba Walker, and there's no A.D. because they all have tested positive. Is that really NBA championship? You know, you're not having your high-level players actually participating. The amenities, I mean, look, can't feel bad for these guys. I mean, these guys are literally going to be living on a resort. They got a DJ. They got movie screenings. They got video games. They got a barbers. They got chefs. I mean, they're going to be living their best life. Uh, quarantine, yes. In a bubble, yes. But, I mean, come on. I think you might get a little bit tired of each other. But, hey, everybody else in the, in the world is just going back to their jobs and, and dealing with their either either getting the virus at their regular job or getting it going to the grocery store or having to take care of all their own responsibilities. So you can't feel bad about that. And now the question I'm going to have is what, what about these, these young guys, these players that have, let's say, no wife or no girlfriend, like they're not supposed to be able to bring anybody in to the bubble that they want to hang out with. So they're supposed to just hang out with their homeboys for, let's say, they get there tomorrow until October and nobody can come into the bubble? I mean, come on now. These are young millionaires. You mean to tell me that they're not bringing, they're not going to pay somebody to bring them into the bubble? I, if I'm 21, I'm not going to be sitting around my homeboys for four months without the presence of presence of, of, of women just to hang out with. I don't want to talk to a bunch of dudes all day. So what I would do, hey, look here, buddy. I'm going to give you 2000 Close your eyes when my homegirl comes through. So, I mean, even Dame said it. He doesn't see every player actually sticking to the rules that they have in, in place, and I don't either. That's one of the big things I don't see them following, just being in this bubble without visitors and things like that. But I do think that the championship run will take a massive, massive amount of discipline and mental focus for these guys. It's, you know, some will be away from their families. The married guys will be away from their families for a long time. There's no crowd, as I stated. There is almost like a not as much chemistry because the training camp is going to be rushed and then the games are going to start. So whoever wins this title, especially if they say healthy, it's going to take a lot of discipline and mental focus. But at the end, it's time to play. Their job is to play basketball. Let's play basketball. But let me know what you think. Will LeBron win number four on his third separate, uh, third team? Will Kawhi go back-to-back -back with two separate teams? Will Giannis get it done in the East and ensure he stays in Milwaukee? Will the small ball of Houston with Harden and Westbrook actually work in the playoffs? All these things we'll, we will know here in the next couple of weeks, and I'll be discussing them on the main zone. Until then, please subscribe, like, comment, share on all your platforms. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Be blessed. I'm out.